Welcome to another episode of the Decluttered Mom Podcast. I am really excited to talk to you guys about something, and it's going to be a tiny bit different than things we have maybe talked about before because uh, I had a really big week, and it was exciting, and I just want to share it with you, but I also want to share some takeaways with you that I think we can apply to many parts of our life, to our home, to parenting, to our marriage, to like there's just... I, our entire life we can apply these takeaways for. So I just wanted to share them for with you um, as I've kind of been processing them and everything like that. You're listening to the Decluttered Mom podcast, a podcast built specifically for busy moms by a busy mom. I'm your host, Diana Renee. And in 2017, I had my second daughter and it felt like I was literally drowning in my home. Okay, not literally, but I felt like I couldn't breathe with all of the stuff surrounding me. Over the next 10 months, I got rid of approximately 70% of our household belongings and I have never looked back. I kind of feel like I hacked the mom system and I'm here to share all the tips, tricks, and encouragement Let's listen to today's show. For those of you who maybe just found this podcast and you have no idea who I am or what I do, I, well, hi, my name is Diana, (laughs) Um, but I have an online business where uh, I offer online courses that help busy moms in their home through a a bunch of different ways. My biggest course or my most well-known course is called Minimalish Starts Here and it's how to declutter your home A to Z, every step of the way, every single space, how to overcome the emotional mental obstacles with decluttering, but also like actual how to declutter every single space. So that is my most well-known and biggest course, but I have all different types of courses that are all surrounding home management and just mom life management, right? And I started this course, or not this course, I started this business in 2018, which That sounds insane to me to say out loud because that means it's been five years and it doesn't feel like five years. But I started it in 2018 after I went through my whole journey with decluttering and simplifying. And you guys, I have a squeaky chair today. I'm sorry, my back is hurting, so I have to sit in this chair, but it is so squeaky. So I just apologize ahead of time. Um, I hope you can bear with me. So I... If you want to hear my story about how I started decluttering, how I started minimizing and learning how to live this more simplified life, then check out episode number one because I go through my whole story. Um, I'm not going to do that here, but I started that in 2017 and then I started doing like in-home decluttering for people and then it's shifted to like me realizing that I was doing them a disservice by going in and doing it for them. And that by teaching them how to do it and how to overcome the mental blocks with it, it greatly served them so much better because they were able to not only declutter better, but then they were also able to maintain it without me in their home helping them maintain it. So that is when I shifted to the online course business model. And it was a little scary for me because it was new. And also I couldn't be in the person's home, like helping them. And that was weird, right? That was like something that wasn't normal for me. And so, um, I 
started researching like crazy. I started listening to podcasts. I started buying courses on how to run an online business because I wanted to make sure that I was doing it in a way that was still really helpful uh, or even more helpful than when I had in-home clients. So 2018 brought me to uh, this course and this person. His name is James Wedmore. And he had this big course that I invested in in late 2018. I think it was like October 2018. And I it was a really big investment for me. And it was really scary. And I am not kidding. Like when I say I lost sleep over this, like I know that's, that's like a, um, kind of a dramatic like saying, but it's, it's honestly true. Like I would lay in bed at night trying to decide whether or not I was going to invest in his course. And again, it was a much, it's a, it was a much higher price point than anything I had ever bought before for my business or honestly, like a lot of things in my life. And so I went through, I ended up buying it. Um, I kind of accidentally bought it actually funny story because I was so nervous about buying it that like I put all my credit card information in and then like I was hovering over the submit button and then I was like, no, 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 I can't do this. I can't do this. Like, this is too much. Like I, like who am I like I can't do this, right? So I like shut my laptop and I went to put Miss Six down for her nap, who was still a little baby then. And then after I put her down, I came back to my computer and I was like, okay, like I'm at peace with not doing this. And when I hit the enter or return button on my laptop to wake it up, it submitted and bought the course. And I was like, what just happened? And I was like freaking out. And that's like a whole nother story for a whole nother day. But all that to say, I bought this course and this course taught me how to run an online business and how to do it in a way that really gets my students results and how to market the course and all of that. And I learned so much from it. And I have constantly revisited the course and uh, stayed in touch with James and ended up doing some like training with him to become a better coach for my program, uh, I think in 2019, maybe 2020. Uh, and then I found out in late 2022 that he was accepting applications for his high-level mastermind, which is called Performance Mastermind. And uh, this was a mastermind that when I first joined his course in 2018, I was like, okay, one day maybe I can join that. Like that feels like a really big goal for me in my business. Um, and then when he opened applications, I was like, mm, that sounds cool, but it also sounds terrifying because I saw the businesses that were in this mastermind and it was intimidating uh, and felt kind of out of my league, I guess, as a business owner. Um, but I remembered then something that James had said to me on a coaching call back in late 2018 when my business was just a teeny tiny newborn. And he said that growth happens out of your comfort zone. And I remember like thinking, okay, how can I go out of my comfort zone to grow? And what I chose at that time was to face my fear of like public speaking. And um, it's really funny because I actually went to college 
with my major was interpersonal communication um, and public speaking. And so I had to do all of, you know, I had to do public speaking all the time in my major, but like doing it in front of my class was one thing, but doing it in front of like a room of moms, (laughs) like who like, you know, can, can be judgy. It can be hard. Like I felt like I was just going to be I honestly felt like if I stood up in front of a room of moms, I would just collapse and die out of embarrassment or you know what I mean, right? Like I'm a mom, all my a lot of my friends are moms, but moms can be a judgy bunch when you get a big room of them together. So I decided to tackle that fear and I decided I am going to become a great public speaker and I am going to help moms in this way. And so I started speaking to local moms groups, like primarily mops groups, but a couple of other uh, types of organizations. And the first, like probably honestly 15 times I was like a sweaty mess and I'm sure I tumbled over my words and maybe I didn't even really make sense half the time. Um, but I got really good feedback and I learned and I recorded, like I would prop my phone up and record myself and then watch myself and see what I could do to improve. And, um, just the act of being on stage and deciding I am going to be uncomfortable in order to grow. Like I'm willing to be uncomfortable and sit in this discomfort in order to grow, uh, changed so much about just how I operate and like, not even just in public speaking, like I haven't been doing it nearly as much the past couple of years, honestly, because of COVID. Um, I just stopped altogether for like two years and now I'm like slowly starting to get back into it. But it made my confidence grow and it made my belief in myself grow and it made my business grow. Um, and it none of those things would have happened if I had decided to stay in my cozy comfort zone, which it's so easy to do. And especially with how like chaotic our world has been for the last few years, uh, staying in our comfort zone is really appealing and staying in our cozy zone where we don't have to add to our anxiety or our worry or our fear is so tempting. But that was the first time in a long time that I really was like, wow, like pushing myself and making myself uncomfortable really helped me grow. So fast forward to, uh, early or late December, 2022, I found out that I got into this mastermind and I was so excited. And I like had this moment, you guys, where the team member uh, on James's team called me to tell me that I got in and welcome me into the group and all that. Um, And my first instinct was like, oh my gosh, that's so exciting. And I was like, so happy. And I was like smiling on the phone. And then like, it was like the next second I like stopped smiling and I was like, oh crap. Like, this is terrifying. I have to like, I have to do, to be in this group, I have to do a lot of things that are going to be out of my comfort zone. And the major part of it 
was that part of this mastermind is committing to being at three in-person retreats throughout the year. So the mastermind is from January to December. It's the full calendar year. Um, and we meet monthly on like Zoom calls for coaching. But three times in the year, I have to go out of my comfort zone. I have to fly somewhere by myself without my kids uh, and be present, right? Um, and so a little backstory on that. Before I had Miss Nine, I worked in, well, I worked in several different industries, but when I was um, for the five or six years, I think, before uh, she was born, was it five or six years? Now I'm going to, now I'm questioning myself. Maybe four years. I don't know. Um, all that to say, several years before that, she, before she was born, I worked um, at a trade school, essentially. It was like a career college, but it taught, it, it was a, a college that taught things that were more trade specific versus like a four-year degree. So I was in admissions for that college and I would travel to different uh, campuses across the country to help them with their admissions process. So I would be gone sometimes for like three weeks. Like they wouldn't fly me back and forth on the weekend. They would just be like, hey, can you go to Little Rock, Arkansas from December 1st through December 22nd? And I'd be like, okay. So I'd just be, I'd fly out and then I'd stay there for like two or three weeks at a time. Um, and then I'd come home and like, it was just me and my husband. And so it, it was hard at times, but it was nothing like weird. It wasn't really even that hard because he worked a lot too. So it, it didn't feel very different except for the weekend. So I just, I traveled somewhat frequently for work and it was normal to me and it wasn't really nerve wracking. Um, I enjoyed it most of the time. And, um, but then I got pregnant and decided to stay home. Uh, I was only going to stay home for a year, but obviously that shifted. And, uh, then I, left my oldest when she was two for like a three-day trip with my mom and sister. Um, and besides that, you guys, when Miss Nine was two, that's the last time I had left my kids overnight ever. Like, so <laughs> to go from like for like seven years of not leaving my kids overnight. And then like, that means for Miss Six, I had never left her overnight. Um, and they have, they have had like a sleepover at Nana's, I think twice, uh, for one night. So like we've had that, but not where like I have left the state, um, without them overnight. And I was like accepted into this mastermind. And then I was realizing that that meant in February, I, had to leave them for four nights in a row out of state. And that felt terrifying to me. And if you are a mom who like has always left your kids um, overnight or you, you, not always, you know what I mean. But like if you have um, routinely like gone on trips or you travel for work or um, whatever that may be, which isn't like me not leaving my kids for seven years is excessive to be honest, like I, I, I wish I hadn't gone that long. Um, part of it was COVID, like that was never the plan or anything like that. But uh, I wish that I had done it more frequently when they were littler because it, it wouldn't have been as hard. And I do think it's healthy. 
I just, I have a lot of anxiety with it. And so I just stayed in my comfort zone. I didn't push myself and I didn't really have a big enough reason to do it. Right. Or like that kind of forced me out of my comfort zone. But then when I joined this mastermind, I knew I had to, because I committed to this thing. I went through a whole like several week process of applying and putting things together to be able to do it. And I got in and I kind of felt like that was the universe being like, okay, Diana, it's time to push yourself. And so I knew that I had to go four days out of town without my kids. I knew that that would put more on my husband who, you know, I stay home and I run the business. So my schedule is like crazy flexible. I can move things around. And if I have to go pick up one of the girls because they're sick at school, it's no big deal. Like, yeah, it may be a little bit harder for me to catch up that week with work, but I can do it very easily. And for him and his job, that's not necessarily the case. And so I was worried about that. I was worried about one of the girls getting sick or getting hurt and um, not being here for them, number one, but also number two, like how that would impact my husband and and his work. And um, rewind. I need to rewind a little bit, though. Okay, when I say that I had not left them for seven years. I want to make it very, very clear that I don't think I was like a good or better mom for not leaving my kids. Um, I I have seen that before. I have seen that with uh, some people on social media who are like, oh, I could never leave my kids or I could never go on vacation or I could never like go out of town for work for that long and like blah, blah, blah. That's not what I'm saying at all. And I just want to make that very 100% clear. Me not leaving my kids overnight for seven years is not some like, um, like amazing thing. It's, 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 it's just out of pure anxiety that I did not do it prior. So all that to say, I just wanted to be 100% crystal clear when I'm talking about this. So coming back to the retreat. I um, knew that I was going to be leaving them for four nights. And so I did all these things. Um, I said to calm their anxiety, which yes, true, but I also to calm my own anxiety. Um, And I like wrote them letters that they could open every day. And I made sure that they had all their favorite snacks for lunches and, you know, like all these things that um, I wanted to just make sure everything would go okay. Um, But Something interesting happened. So the day that I rewind again, oh my gosh, you guys, my brain. Okay. So the day, the morning of, yes, was it the morning of? I think the morning of, I sent a text message to my mom and my sister and then separately to my husband, basically saying like, I can do this, right? Like, tell me I can do this. Tell me it's going to be okay because I was freaking out. Um, I was excited to go to California. I was excited uh, for the hotel we were staying in because it was like this really nice looking, cool hotel, like boutique hotel. Uh, I, I was excited to meet all of the people that I would be spending this year with. I was excited to learn because I knew I was going to learn so much. Um, and I was honestly excited to like push myself out of my comfort zone. But I was terrified that I couldn't 
do it. I was terrified that I would let the anxiety win. I was terrified that um, something bad would happen either with myself or with my kids or my husband, and I would have to fly home right away. Um, I was terrified that all of the things, right? Like my brain was putting me through all of the worst case scenarios. And at that point, like getting ready to leave for the airport, I like had a freak out moment and texted them and they all encouraged me. (laughs) They all, you know, calmed me down. And then when I got to the airport and I, I kind of got distracted because I was like figuring out, you know, the airport and all that. And then I got through and I got to, to my gate and I sat down and I had another like freak out moment. Like, okay, I can't do this. This is too scary. This is too uncomfortable. I am so anxious. Like I'm going to be so anxious that it's not even going to be worth it because I'm just going to be freaking out the whole time and be worrying the whole time. And then I was like, Diana, like I basically told myself to shut up. Like you are doing this. Like you're already in the situation. You have already decided that you are doing this. And so what can you do to like support yourself basically? Like get leaving the airport and going home and uh, emailing the mastermind like, hey, sorry, I couldn't do it um, is not an option. So what can I do to support myself? And so I got up and I started walking because I knew just like moving my body would help. And then I put a podcast on that I really enjoy listening to, to just, just distract myself. And I went and I got a bottle of water because I was like, I need to hydrate. So like all of the just basic things that I could do to support myself, which supported me enough to get on the plane and to go to California. And I checked into the hotel, um, And that night it was just, you know, like I ate dinner and basically took a shower and went to sleep because I knew that the mastermind started bright and early the next morning. And the next morning, again, like another freak out. And then I forced myself to go to walk down the hotel um, hallway to go down to where the retreat was being held. And um, after maybe like an hour of being at the retreat, I was able to finally like take a breath and be like, Diana, this is uncomfortable, but it's going to be okay. And then by the end of the first day, you guys, I was like, I was so excited because I had learned so much already on better ways to support you and better ways to run the business and better ways to support my team in the business. And then I also had just connected with the most amazing people and Online business is weird. Um, It's not like, you know, it's still like a somewhat new concept. And so when I tell people, like if I meet someone um, and I tell them what I do, like I get a lot of confused looks and like people are like, I don't understand, like, how do you do that online? And I don't. um, And so the just the simple act of being in a room full of people who 100% understood everything I was saying with online, with business. Um, they understand all the verbiage and what I'm talking about. Like that alone was so refreshing and like gave me so much energy that that alone was like so worth it. And that was obviously not the only thing I got out of it. So, um, It was just, it was so nice, you guys, to be able to be understood and to 
feels seen, I guess, maybe is another way of seen and understood. Um, and I called the girls that night. We decided to do FaceTime, like not at bedtime. That was a suggestion by a couple of my friends that do travel more often for work. Um, so we did that and Miss Nine was like totally fine. Miss Six had a little bit of a hard time, but not nearly as hard as I thought she would. And then by the second night that we did FaceTime, like they didn't even like, they were like, no, hey mom. Like, <laughs> yeah, we miss you. But like they were telling me all the fun things that they were doing with dad and Nana and school. And like, I I was missed, but I wasn't like, it wasn't to their detriment, I guess I should say. And I realized that it was really healthy for me to be away and to be like business owner Diana versus mom 24-7. Because even when I'm home and I'm running my business, mom is still like always the, always running in the foreground, honestly, like not even the background, right? And that's not bad, but I think it was really healthy for me to be able to like disconnect a little bit for a few days and to only be person and friend and business owner Diana versus mom at home, right? And I think it was really good for my kids and my husband um, to be able to like be home without me micromanaging everything, right? Like they probably had the time of their life. Um, but I just feel like it was something that was really good for all of us. And now I know that the next time, because I have two more retreats this year, um, I know that the next time that I go, it's not going to be as scary. Will it still be scary? Yes, because it will still, it'll still make me anxious. I'll still have those like what ifs and whatever. But now that I've done it once, I know that I will go into it with much more confidence. I have one trip under my belt. And so there are things I will do or not do based on how this first trip went. But more than anything, I just know that I have grown. And I will, I can only attribute that to stepping out of my comfort zone in a big way and being okay with being uncomfortable, knowing that it was going to benefit myself, my family, my kids, um, this business. And I don't know, I don't know where you are. I don't know if you have a business. I don't know if you work. I don't know if you, you know, there are, if you're listening to this, there are probably like 10,000 different scenarios, right? But I just want to encourage you to push yourself out of your comfort zone sometimes, even if it's just a tiny way. Like I'm talking about like a big thing, right, that I did. But what tiny things can you do to push yourself a little bit out of your comfort zone on a daily basis or a weekly basis or a monthly basis or even just once a year that can help you grow because 
we all want to grow, whether it's in our business or just personally or in our marriage or in our parenting, or we have so many different facets to who we are as people. So are there things that you can do that you can identify in your life that you can just take a tiny uncomfortable step, just a tiny little bit of discomfort and sit with it and be okay that you are growing out of it. And again, that can look a million different ways. Um, I'm not telling you to go do something dangerous. I'm just saying to be okay being a little bit uncomfortable if you know that the outcome of it is going to make you more confident or give you growth in some arena. Um, and I just want you to be open to that idea. So I know this was a little bit different than, um, my normal episodes. And it's actually probably the longest episode that we've ever done. And I apologize for that because I know I like to keep them 20 minutes or less, but this was just a really important lesson for me that I really wanted to share with you. And hopefully you can find some value out of it also. Thanks for hanging out and listening to the Decluttered Mom podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you could write a review or share this episode with a friend or your Instagram stories. And if you're on Instagram, be sure to follow me at the.decluttered.mom and send me a DM to say hi. I'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode. I hope you'll come back next week and hang out with us again.